Hello, this is Mary Lindo. I am so pleased that you are joining me for this week's teaching podcast. This podcast is prayerfully created each week with the intention of giving you a time of resting in the Lord and for allowing Him to speak into your life through three to five minute messages and prophetic impressions and insights. Each message is meant to assist you in cultivating your love for the Word of God, combined with the power of His Holy Spirit, confirming His words over your life. Gather your Bible and a cup of coffee or tea, and take a few minutes each week to sit back and allow the peace of God to wash over you as you enjoy soft background music that inspires a restful time of worship and tender moments with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now, let's begin this week's podcast. Hello there, listening friend. Today's podcast is titled, Do You Want Peace and Rest? Then You Must Have Jesus Himself. The question is often asked, what is the reason for the weak spiritual lives of so many Christians? This is an excellent question, and it is amazing how little the church responds to Christ's voice, which is ever calling out, how little the church is what Christ really wants her to be. What really is the matter? What truly is needed? Many answers will be given, but there is one answer that includes them all. Each believer needs the full eye-opener of a personal Christ as a spiritual, internal, living-inside-of-me Lord and as someone who is a satisfying portion. When the Lord was here on the earth, what was it that distinguished His disciples from other people? I think the answer is that Jesus took them away from their fishnets, their busyness, and their homes. He gathered them around Himself, and they knew Him. He was their Master, and He guarded them, and they in turn followed Him. What is supposed to make the difference today between Christ's disciples, not those who are just hoping to get to heaven, but those who are Christ's wholehearted disciples and other people? I think it's this. When Jesus was upon the earth, He was able to keep the disciples with Him for three years day after day. Now that Jesus is in heaven, and He is able to do what He could not do when He was upon the earth, to keep in the closest fellowship with every believer throughout the entire world. Imagine this. You might know the verse in Ephesians 4.10. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that He might fulfill all things. Why was our Lord Jesus taken up to heaven, away from the life of earth? He ascended to heaven because the light of the earth is confined to localities. But the light of heaven has no limits, no boundaries, and no localities. He was taken up to heaven so that in the power of God, the ever-present, omnipresent God, that he might be able to fill every one of his followers on earth and be with every individual believer in a personal way. 
This is what my heart wants to experience by faith. It is a possibility. It is a promise. It is my birthright, and I want to have it. By the grace of God, I say to Jesus, Jesus, I will not rest until you have fully revealed yourself fully to me. How did the disciples get their burning hearts? Remember that story when they were on the road to Emmaus? It was through the way in which Jesus Christ opened the scriptures to them. He made it all look new and different, and they saw what they had never seen before. They could not help feeling how wonderful and how heavenly the teaching was. Many Christians have discovered that the best time of the day is when they can read and pour over their Bibles, and they love nothing more than to find a new spiritual insight. Just like a person who mines diamonds rejoices when they have found a diamond, these individuals delight when they get some new thought from the Bible, and they feed upon it. Yet, even with all of their interest in God's Word and with the joy that is stirred in our hearts, when we return to work or attend to our daily duties, we find that there is still something missing in our lives. From time to time, we must leave all the many and unique blessings that Jesus gives us and come to the one blessing that outshines all of them the blessing that Jesus makes himself known, that Jesus is willing to make himself known to us. If I were to ask you, isn't this exactly what you and I need and what many of us have been longing for? I am sure you would answer, yes, this is exactly what I want. Listen to this poetic verse. Oh, the peace my Savior gives, peace I never knew before. And my way has brighter grown since I've learned to trust Him more. An individual in the midst of great trouble and difficulty wrote this poem. She stated that it brought wonderful comfort and strength to her. However, how can a person maintain peace in his or her life? It was the presence of Christ that brought the peace. Therefore, peace must be sustained through the continual presence of Jesus. Remember that when the storm on the sea was threatening to swallow up the disciples, that it was the presence of Jesus himself that brought the peace. Do you want peace and rest? Then you must have Jesus himself. Oh, we talk of purity and we talk of cleansing. We also talk of deliverance from sin. Well, praise God for the deliverance and the cleansing when the living Jesus comes and gives us power and strength. It's there that we find that we have the resurrected Christ who sits on the throne, who is making himself known to you and I. This is the secret of purity and the secret of strength. Perhaps some of you may now be asking, how will Christ reveal himself to me? How will he come? That is the secret no one can know. It is the one that Jesus keeps to himself. It will come in the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember the disciples on the road to Emmaus? 
they had a sudden revelation of the living, risen Christ. The scripture says, then they knew him. He revealed himself. He showed himself fully to them, and then he vanished from their sight. Was that moment of Christ visiting them, revealing himself to them, worth much? It was over in a minute, yet it was worth heaven, eternity. It was everything. From that time on, Christ's disciples were no longer to relate to him in an earthly way. Thank the Lord that Christ now reveals himself to each and every one of us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yet how he does this is a sacred thing between Christ and each individual believer. Take this as an assurance. Their eyes were opened and they knew him and believe that this was written for you. You might be able to say that I have experienced a sad heart at times when I mourned that I did not know the living Christ. And I have had times when my heart is slow to believe and have struggled with my lack of faith. And I also know the stage of a burning heart in what I experienced and the great times of joy and blessedness. If you can say these things, you will come to a place where you have a satisfied heart. You will have a heart that has been made glad and will last until eternity. You will have a heart that cannot keep and hold its joy, but is poured out on other believers and shared. Just as the disciples ran back to the believers in Jerusalem and said, It is true. Jesus has revealed himself. I know it. I feel it. It has been made personal and real to me alone. Dear child of God, I'm sure you are asking, but how would this revelation come? Jesus will tell you. Just come to him and say a simple childlike prayer. You need to come to Jesus yourself. What I share with you here today is finished. I have pointed you to the risen one. Now you must step into the presence of the Holy One and begin crying out, saying, Oh, my precious Lord and Savior, I have come to you and fully abandoned my dreams, my will, my hopes, and my sorrows. I have come so that I might have this blessedness with me at all times. Dear Jesus, I want you completely, the fullness of all that you are. I want to know you personally and completely, not just simply by hearing the experiences of others. No, Lord, I want to know that I can have your blessed presence surrounding me at all times, because I am your child, and I have been set free from my own condemning self-hatred, religious thinking, performance-based actions, and fear of not measuring up. Jesus, help me. Be my portion forever. Is this possible? Can we always be thinking of Jesus? Thank God you don't need to consistently be thinking of Him. You may be the manager of a grocery store, and your whole attention may require you to carry out the business that you have to do. While you are thinking of your business, Jesus will be thinking of you, and He will come in and if you will listen to him, he will take charge of you. When I was holding my new granddaughter, just today, five months old, 
I was thinking about when an infant sleeps in his mother's or grandmother's arms. He or she lies there helplessly. They hardly even know it's mother. They don't think of you. But the mother or grandmother does think about the child. And this is the great mystery of love. Jesus waits to come to me in the fullness of his love, and when he is allowed possession of my heart, he gathers me in those divine arms and tells me, My child, I am the ever-faithful one. I am the mighty one, and I will remain with you. I am watching over you and will keep you every day. Oh, I can hear many of you saying, Oh, if only I could believe that. If only I could believe it is possible to have Jesus constantly taking and keeping charge of me every hour and every minute. But you see, this is exactly what he said to you. He said these words, For lo, I am with you always. He meant it in the fullness of his divine love. And he is longing to show himself to you and to me as we have never seen him before. Your heart says this is too good to be true and that it is just too wonderful to be possible for you. Still, you do admit that it is an amazing way to live. Oh, you fearful one, you mistaken one and anxious one. I am bringing to you God's promise. It is for me and for you. Jesus will do it. As God, He is able, and Jesus is willing and longing, having been the crucified one, to keep you in perfect peace. This is a wonderful fact, and it is the secret of unspeakable joy. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we come to you right now. We ask you to please help us, Lord, in our unbelief. We reach out our hand to you like a child, reaching up and outward, asking that you would reach down and pull us, Lord, to your level of peace and joy and rest. Lord, break off of us everything that causes us to fall from a place of trust. Lord, we know that you love us, but Lord, we know that we fail you in our love. We just rest in your presence. And Lord, we ask right now that you would reveal to us personally in a way that we can never doubt and never again question how real you are, how real and personal you are to us individually. Now, Lord, I sit and wait in your presence, anticipating and expecting my heart to be burning with the reality that you have revealed and will reveal yourself further to me simply because you love me and I am your child. Not for what I do, not for how I perform, but because you love me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I encourage you to continue to sit and wait in the Lord's presence. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to beg. You don't have to perform. You simply wait and ask him to reveal his presence to come over you, to wash over you, to cleanse you, to deliver you, to fulfill the desires of your heart with great joy. 
I bless you in Jesus' name, and I know that he will come and meet with you. He's promised it. Goodbye for now.